fascinating story behind the development of the South African marimba. I'm Badina McConaughey. That wonderful sound that lots of us associate with Zimbabwe is a cousin to many xylophone-like instruments that are found all over the world. Scholars believe that East African instrument makers imitated the Indonesian gamelans, mysterious-sounding metallic instruments which were heard and seen through the Indian Ocean trading lines. People think that the instruments migrated to Central and Southern Africa from the East. The nearest historical marimba traditions were the Salimba of the Lotsi in Borotsiland, Western Zambia, the Venda, Mbila Mutondo, and three in Mozambique, the Valimba of the Sena, Manganja and others on the Lower Zambezi, the Mohambi of the Tswa and the Mbila of the Chopi of the Southern Coastal Plain. instrument we're looking at today is usually played in an ensemble with four sizes or voices making up a set. The lowest sound is created by the tenor marimba, with the highest being a piccolo. In between we have the alto and soprano voices. This is the alto and the soprano. As you can hear, the sizes relate to the pitch. Below each key is a resonator, which helps to make the sound louder. In more rural areas, this could be made from natural materials, and in urban spaces, it's more likely to be PVC pipe or a constructed box. The instrument is set out like a keyboard and played with mallets, which have hard rubber tips on the top of the thick sticks. The tips range in firmness with the hardest mallets used on the highest marimbas so that the sound floats above the rest. The history of the South African marimba is quite fascinating because, firstly, it is not a traditional instrument at all. In fact, it was the very absence of marimbas in Zimbabwe that was the chief reason why this instrument was developed in Bulawayo in about 1960. Using the mbiras, the Zimbabwean thumb pianos, as inspiration, the zim marimbas were planned so that they could be used to play Zimbabwean-sounding music in schools. At the time, a task team was gathered, including Robert Sibson, a flautist who later became director of the Rhodesian Academy of Music, Nelson Jones, the Bulawayo City engineer, and Andrew Tracy, the former director of ILAM, to develop an instrument that could fit the bill. They looked at different xylophones from around the world, it was Andrew who made the final decision. It was my idea, I claim it was my idea that it should be marimba, that they focus on trying to develop a new Zimbabwean tradition which could build on the mbira, it could build on the music of Zimbabwe, 
and it could build on all the other musics around and people could also because it had a full scale it could also play western music we had to invent a, a certain kind of marimba so mm. I, I put my ideas in about the, the technology of, of of making marimbas how to tune the notes you know, you tune them here and there in different places to make them sharp or flat, how to make resonators. And there was the man who was in charge of the electric power station in Boroyo, was a man called Nelson Jones. He was, uh, he was a good carpenter. And so we said, can you design a marimba? He says, I don't know what a marimba, but anyway, he tried. And I wasn't there at this time. I went back many times, but at the beginning, Nelson Jones made the first marimba. So what they had was a brand new instrument, but totally African at the same time. Once the Zim marimba was established, small factories making marimbas started opening in South Africa, one being at the Ukwesi Lokuza School for the Catholic Church in Umtata. Father Dave Dargy, later professor of music at Forte University, arranged church hymns for Marimba Ensemble. And the rest, as they say, is history. South Africa started learning to play in churches and the marimba became more and more popular. One of these people was Dizu Plaikis, the founder and lead performer of the band Amampondo. Dizu, now a professor of music at UCT, played a central role in developing the South African marimba because he took the church sound and completely South Africanized it. The band toured the world sharing these sounds from traditional to contemporary and the South African marimba was to become a global phenomenon. Now the marimbas form the backbone of many school and university ensembles in South Africa. This versatile instrument is being used in so many ways that I suspect it'll keep on growing. I mean, who can resist this kind of music? Thanks for listening. I'm Badina McConaughey. If you'd like to listen to more of our podcasts, Please listen up, the URL is about to follow. Thank you for listening to this edition of AfroLoops, Discovering the Instruments of Africa. For more in the series, go to ru.ac.za forward slash island forward slash podcasts or find us wherever you get your podcasts. Where did I